Ashley Brock here with Dolores Fawson's book, Grayson, Chapter 9. Grayson got up as soon as he could move. He fixed his clothes, and then he put some distance between, between Eve and him. He couldn't go far, but even a few yards would help, he hoped. Behind him, he could hear Eve milling around. She was also mumbling. Grayson didn't want to figure out what she was saying. He didn't want to figure out anything. Except why he'd snapped and done the one, done the very thing he sworn he wouldn't do. If you're waiting for me to say I'm sorry, then you'll be waiting a long time, Eve let him know. Because I'm not sorry, and I hope you're not either. Oh, he was sorry and stupid, but that wouldn't change what had happened. There was no way he could justify having sex with Eve. Yes, she might get pregnant, she might finally get that baby she wanted, but that put him right in a position he didn't want to be. He didn't want to be a father. Of course, the odds were against Eve having conceived. Grayson had no idea of the stats, but even with her at the prime time of the month, this had to be a long shot. Hell, that bothered him too. He wanted Eve to have this chance of motherhood, but Grayson wanted what he wanted as well. Too bad he couldn't quite put a finger on what he did want, nor did he have time to figure it out. His phone beeped, and he glanced down at the message as it came onto the screen. Is it Dade? Eve asked, hurrying to his side. She was still fixing her clothes, and she smelled like sex. Looked like it, too. Grayson noticed when he risked glancing at her. He looked away as fast as he could. Yeah, yeah. Grayson worked his way through the abbreviations Dade had used in the message and gave her a summary. I used my cell phone to pinpoint our location and we'll be here soon. She made a sound of relief, so different from the sound she made just minutes ago when he'd taken her against the tree. The memory of it flashed through his head, and Grayson knew that memory would give him no peace. His phone beeped again, and there was a new message from Dade. He wants me to take a picture of the body. Grayson realized to Eve. As soon as we have a better signal, I can send it to the rangers, and they can feed it through their facial recognition program. Something that Grayson should have already thought of, but then he had sex with Eve on his mind. He cursed himself again. Wait here, he ordered, and Grayson walked across the woods to the body. Even the mini break from Eve might help because right now his stomach was knotted even harder than it had been in the middle of the attack. The dead man was still there, of course, sprawled out among the clumps of dry leaves and fallen tree limbs. Grayson snapped a couple pictures and checked the signal, still too weak to send the photos, but he made a mental note to keep checking. He made another mental note not to do any more looking at Eve. No thinking about Eve, no more need for her than was generated below the belt. Hard to do with her standing there in that body-hugging dress. Thank you. She whispered when he went back to her. He didn't want to hear this. Don't, Grayson warned. Don't say anything. He wasn't a man who dwelled on regrets, but by God, he could make an exception. She stepped in front of him, forced eye contact. Thank you, Eve repeated. She leaned in and pressed a chaste kiss on his cheek. His cheek! Here his body was still burning for her, and she had risked giving him a brotherly kiss like that the woman really was playing with fire grayson stepped back fastened his attention on the area where the dead man was that i hurt you he had growled no he 
you've answered it so quickly that you probably anticipated the question, which meant he'd been too rough. Grayson shot her an over-the-shoulder glance to let her know that. She shrugged. I don't mind a little rough, but you're aware of that. Yeah, he was. He knew every inch of her body and could have gotten her off with just a touch. But Grayson had tried to keep the pleasure factor out of this. For him, that was impossible. His body was humming and, well, satisfied, even though his brain was confused as hell. How long before you know this worked? He asked. I'm not sure. I'll have to ask my doctor. She hesitated. I figured I wouldn't call you or anything with the results. I thought it would be easier that way. Is that okay? Was it? Grayson didn't have a clue what was okay. His brain was miss. His brain was a mess right now. Yeah, he settled for saying. She pulled her coat around her and shivered. Eve was obviously cold, but Grayson intended to do nothing about that. He'd already done enough for the day. I don't want you to tell your family about this, she insisted. As soon as we're out of here, I'll leave so you won't have to see me. He gave her another look that was probably more scrowl than anything else. She helped. Grayson. I'm not stupid. I know what's going on in your head, and you'll want to put as much distance between us as possible. True, but distance was going to be a problem until he figured out why the man had wanted her dead. Grayson was about to remind her of that when he heard Dade call out to him. Over here, Grayson answered, with Eve right behind him. He went in the direction of his brother's voice. Eve raked her hand through her hair, trying to fix it, and she brushed off the bits of leaves and twigs from her coat. Grayson tried to do the same. He soon spotted Dade, and he wasn't alone. Deputy Melissa Garza was with him, Mel, as she liked to be called, and Grayson was thankful Dade had brought her along. You okay? Dade asked when he was still a good twenty yards away. Grayson nodded, but he was far from okay. He tipped his head to the body. Single gunshot wound to the chest, and he bled out. It's the man we chased into the woods behind Eve's cottage. Mel began to trudge her way through to the dead man, but Dade stayed on the path that led directly toward Grayson, and his brother walked closer. He glanced at both Eve and him, not an ordinary glance, but a suspicious one. I have the photos, Grayson said, showing Dade his cell. Best to get Dade's suspicious mind back where it belonged on the investigation. Is the medical examiner on the way? Yeah, he and his crew are right behind us. Dade volleyed more glances between the two of them. Good. Mel can stay with the body, and you can get even me out of here, Grayson instructed. I want to get the photos to the rangers. Dade called out Grayson's instruction to Mel, and the deputy nodded. Are you really okay? Dade asked Eve as the three of them headed back toward the road. You mean other than the raw nerves that tear strained cheeks and adrenaline crash? The corner of her mouth loaded. Yes, I'm okay. Dade hooked his arm around her shoulders. I wish you could have had a better homecoming. He shifted his attention to Grayson, but didn't say anything. Dade's left eyebrow lifted. Grayson ignored him and kept on walking. Thankfully, they soon reached a spot where the cell signal was stronger and he fired off the photos. The dead man had a police record. Then it wouldn't take the rangers long to come up with an ID. It took a good ten minutes for them to get back to the road where Dade had a cruiser waiting. Dade helped Eve into the front passenger seat, closed the door, and turned back around to stare at Grayson. 
Don't ask, Grayson growled in a whisper. Dade lifted his shoulders. Hey, you got my vote. You're getting back together with Eve. It's not a vote, Grayson cursed. And what part of don't ask didn't you understand? The don't part. Dade smirked, as only a younger brother could manage to do. Grayson cursed some more. Look, I'm in a bad mood. The kind of mood where I'd love to beat someone senseless. My advice? Stay out of my way, or that someone will be you. He threw open the door and climbed into the driver's seat. As soon as Dade got in, Grayson sped back toward town. His mood improved a little when he saw the M.E.'s van approaching from the opposite direction. That meant Mel wouldn't have to stay out there very long, and that was good. He needed all his deputies back at the station so he could figure out what the heck was going on. Any idea how the dead man tracked you down? Dade asked from the back seat. Grayson was about to say no, but then he groaned. Probably a tracking device. He put one on Eve's car. We know that, and I'm guessing he put one on the truck, too. Eve made a small gasping sound of surprise. I'll have someone check when they fish your truck from the creek. Dade assured him, but Grayson heard the hesitation in his brother's voice. Dade was no doubt wondering why Grayson hadn't thought of the possibility of a tracking device before he'd driven the truck away from his office. Grayson didn't need another reason to put some distance between Eve and him, but there was. He was thinking like a rookie, and the stakes were too high for him to make another mistake. This mistake could have gotten Eve killed. He wouldn't forget that. Since Eve was shivering, Grayson decided to turn up the heat. Though the adrenaline was probably more responsible than the chilly temperature, Eve apparently had the same idea because she reached at the same time he did. Their hands collided, and she pulled back as if he'd scolded her. Ironic, since just a half an hour earlier he'd been deep inside her. Still, it was good they were in agreement about this no-touching thing. Uh, I'm guessing Eve's in protective custody. Dade wanted to know. Sounded like a loaded question. Eve turned in the seat to look at Dade, and Grayson nodded. We can stay at the ranch. At the ranch? She shook her head. That's probably not a good idea. Yeah, he was in agreement with that, too. The sex against the tree had only created more tension and friction between them, but there, but there couldn't be any more mistakes. It might not be. You might not have to be there too long. Grayson explained. We just need to tie up some loose ends on this case. He looked in the rearview mirror as he could see Dade. Any more news on our DB now to Manning? Still waiting on the preliminaries. Once we have the next kin identified, we can talk to them as well. Grayson shook his head. You said there was a missing persons report filed on her a year ago. Who filed that? Her mother, Teresa Manning. She was a single parent. No record of the father, and Teresa died about a month ago. Yeah, Dade added when Grayson glanced at him in the mirror. Teresa was diabetic and died from an insulin overdose. Could have been an accident, but I guess the Houston cop. I asked the Houston cops to look into it. Yes, because the timing was suspicious. Grayson's phone buzzed, and he saw the caller was the, from the Texas Ranger crime lab. Sheriff Ryland, he answered, and put the call on speaker so Dade could hear. Ranger Egan Caldwell, the man identified himself. I have a match on the photos of the dead man. Grayson released the breath he'd been holding. Who is he? Leo Ames. 
He has a record, obviously. Seven years ago for assault with a deadly weapon, he spent two years in Bexar County Jail and is still on probation. Well, prison hadn't rehabilitated him, that's for sure. He tried to kill me twice today, and he's in the photograph with the dead woman, not a man. Is there a connection? Nothing obvious, but he's got a history with the other man in the photo, Sebastian Collier. How? Dayton Grayson asked in unison, evening closer to the phone and listen. Leo Ames works, worked for Sebastian's father, Claude. He was a handyman at their San Antonio estate. Handyman. That was an interesting word. Considering the photograph with the dead woman and the attempts to kill even him, I'm faxing you the rest of the report. The ranger continued. For what it's worth, I don't think Leo Ames was working alone. From everything I can see, he was nothing more than a lackey. What makes you think that? Grayson asked. A large sum of money deposited into his bank account the day after the murder. $20,000. We can't trace the money because he made the deposit in cash. My guess is that the money was a payoff of services rendered. Grayson suspected as much. So, who are Leo, Claude, or Sebastian? Either is possible, the ranger answered. But I think all roads in this investigation lead to the Colliers, and that you'll find a killer at the estate. End of chapter 9.